is Dr. Cesar Oliver with another episode of the Way to College podcast. And, um, you know, one of the cool things about the podcast is reconnecting with uh, not only with folks in my network, folks I went to school with, but folks who, who were my students in college. And so today's guest, and I don't know how much she remembers about my class. What I remember about her was she always had something to say. She wasn't ever really excited about the work. <laughs> she she come to my office a lot to to tell me about, you know, what she was doing or what she wanted to do. Um, but after after college, you know, I continued to follow her and and you know, with the help of social media, and she's doing phenomenal things. And so I reached out to her and asked her to join me today. And so Maxine, would you mind uh, introducing yourself to the audience out there? Not at all. Um, so I'm Maxine Signs. Um, and I have done quite a bit of work, uh, primarily uh, real estate. That's my jam. Um, so my career kind of took off in that route. Um, you know how they say, like, God works in mysterious ways. Well, he certainly has because I did not see myself in this career path at all. Um, and I'm excited to share with you guys how I started on this route um, and all the new things that are to come in the future for us. Um, and just some really big news that just happened for us actually yesterday. Um, and and yeah, I'm excited to um, to let you guys know the process and. And um, I still haven't changed. I still have a lot to say. <laughs> so you will be getting a lot, uh, a lot of information from me. Um, but yeah, I remember your class being, um, it was, uh, I think it was a, re a requirement that we had to do as freshmen. Yeah. Um, and that class was actually it was more it was more like an elective for me um, because the other class we were taking, of course, were like, um, you know, English, like all your basic stuff that you would take in college. Um, but your class was one of one of the funner classes. Um, oh. We always one thing that stuck out to me was when we had done um, you were like, hey, you all need to um, take care of yourselves Like you can't be like eating out. I know you're like young adults, but you can't be like eating out. And then we went on Whataburger and we were looking at like calories and you were like, geez, guys, like you see for one burger, you're you're eating like a thousand and something calories. And all of us had like you were like, all right, what's your favorite? And everyone was telling you what their favorite was and we were kind of like oh my gosh now I definitely feel it um and we do not eat water burgers much <laughs> as we used to when we were younger but um I always remember that especially when we go and get water burger I'm like dude did you know that that burger has like a thousand and five hundred calories <laughs> Oh, there goes there goes my Whataburger sponsorship, but yeah. <laughs> but Maxine, um, I always start the podcast by asking guests if you had to identify the beginning of your educational journey, where would that starting point be for you? I think um, so. Education was always super important to us. My mom is an educator. She wasn't. Uh, well, she was an educator. She just retired recently, but she did um, like 40 plus years. And so she always instilled in us like education was super important. Um, so I've been in school. I mean, I was in. Uh, early Head Start uh, and even before then, like daycare. Um, so it's it started for me very early on. Um, mm -hmm. I knew how important education was since I was like five years old. 
um, where I could understand like, hey, that's really, that's, hey, I should know my ABCs. That's kind of important. <laughs> like, you know, um, yeah, because yeah, my mom would always come home and be like, look, um, you really got to focus on education. Like one day go to college. She always instilled that in us. Um, so when I was little, um, I just always envisioned myself finishing out high school, you know, getting, getting my diploma, going to college and then higher education as well. Um, still, I haven't yet done so. I'm just, I just have my bachelor's, right. But I still have a goal of getting my master's and getting my PhD. Um, you know, I, I can't do it right now because of the littles, but after the littles are kind of a little bit grown up, um, I'm, I'll be able to get back in there and accomplish that dream of mine. Maxine, do you ever remember any explicit like lessons from mom? You know, mom's an educator. Do you ever like why it was so important for you or 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 maybe even what what she wanted for you? Did you ever get anything yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. And we've actually um uh because of yesterday, we got a little bit emotional and my mom was like crying and stuff. And um she's like, I can't believe I guess it's I it's surreal, I guess. Um, I don't know how I will react when my kids are um, at my age doing things like ribbon cuttings and stuff like, you know, I'll probably be crying too. But um, she's like, geez, I feel like you grew up right before my eyes. Like you were, I can, like just yesterday, it feels like you were, you know, and I was dropping you off for your first day at school. And now you're like doing all these great things. Um, and so the reason why she was so, um, you know, on us about education was because um, she got er married at an early age. She dropped out of high school, got married, um, and then had kind of a rough start to her life. Um, and so she decided um, after she had her three kids, you know, that it was time for her to do something. She was like, I can't just be a substitute my whole uh -huh. life. Like I need uh -huh. to provide a little bit more for my family. Um, and she was a single mother of three. So she needed to kind of step up. And so um, she went to uh, UT Pan American and got her degree. It took her a little bit of a, a little bit of uh, time because she had us three kids, but she was able to do it. And that is like, I can't imagine right now being a mother of three doing this on my own, um, you know, and then going back to school and trying to get all that done and passing. And, you know, she's, she got her teacher certification, which is hard to do too. Um, and yeah, she, she just, she's a rock star and I look up to her in so many ways. And it, so her main thing was don't be like me, right? Like your parents always tell you, like, don't, don't do, don't, repeat my mistakes. Don't be like me. So it was always like, don't drop out of school. Don't, don't go and be like, I'm in love and go get married. And, you know, like that can wait, you know, um, she's like, education is more important while your brain is still like fresh and you're still, you know, you still, you just graduated high school right away, going to college. That way you're still fresh on, on, on everything. Um, and you're not having to like relearn algebra at the age of 30. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are I mean, I can't remember a particular time when she was like, hey, listen, um, but I know we've had, you know, she's broken down a couple of times before and she's like, I can't tell you like how important it is for you to do this, you know, and we've had our little um, powwows where we're like just 
talking through things or crying through things and kind of trying to um, make head on any problems that we had, you know, of course, mine were just like stupid, like high school problems or something where I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I remember actually one time in college, I was overworked. I had three jobs. I was working three jobs um, and was trying to um, do full-time school also. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I'm literally, I'm sleep deprived and I can't do this. Um, That was just me being an overachiever. I didn't have three kids to provide for. I don't know why I was working three jobs and all of them were um, training, like gym exercise training, stuff like that. Um, So that was crazy. But um, she, she, I remember she was like, listen, you need to finish. And we were, and we were both crying and she's like, listen, I know that you're tired and she's like, you don't, there's no need to be doing all this. You're not trying to support a family. You need to just kind of um, drop one of the jobs or take off a little bit of school. Don't take it off completely, but you need to do something, get back on track and finish this. Like you're almost done. Cause I remember it was like my junior year and I was like, I can't do this. And she was like, just no, she, so she's always been um, like, a pusher. And she's one thing that I can thank my mom for so much is never letting me quit. There's been so many times where in school, like I wanted to quit, like I was a part of a basketball team and I was like, oh my God, I just want to quit. You know, like this is not what I thought it was going to be. She was like, nope, you can't quit. You made a commitment. You got to stick it out. Um, and so now anytime I, I commit to something, it's never an option for me to quit. Like I never mm-hmm. think, oh, I can just quit. I'm like, no, even if it's something hard, I have to make this work. Like there's no option for failure here. Um, so she's just never let me quit. And that's why I think I am where I am today because of that. Maxine, thank you for, for sharing all of that. Where, let me ask you and go back a little bit. Where did you go to high school? I am from Rio Grande City. Um, so I went to Rio Grande City High School. Um and it's it's a very small town. Um, I mean, when I was there, it was probably, I don't know, population like 20, 30,000. It wasn't it's, it hasn't been that many people. It's grown a lot, though. Now it's mm-hmm. grown a lot. Um, but when I was there, it was teeny tiny. Everyone knows everyone. And so there's a lot of pressure. You, know, you can't like deviate, you know from anything because right away it's like, it's, Hey, did you hear so-and-so was doing so-and-so or doing this or doing these like, Whoa. <laughs> so word would get back to my mom very quickly. If I ever deviated from anything because she was an educator and everyone knew her. And so, yep. Wow. Maxine, you, um, if I remember correctly and, and, and actually, uh, because I, I want to get to the jobs, the three jobs that you said you were yeah. working. But before that, if I remember correctly, when you were my student, first year in college, um, it was still UTPA at the time, right? Yeah. Um, you were a kines major, right? I was. Yeah. I was. I was. So what, was well, what was the plan? What was the plan for you? You're majoring in kines. And I, I remember <laughs> us having converse, a lot of conversations about even then you you were kind of you know, uh, it seemed like on the fence about it, but you were doing Kinesis. I remember you working at the rec. Um, yep. So what was the plan at, at that point? You're in college, you're majoring in Kinesis. What is it that you were thinking? I'm going to do this. 
I was, so I, I changed my major a couple of times, but at first I was going to be a PE teacher. Right. Um, and then quickly changed to a strength and conditioning coach for like NFL or like NBA. Um, and so I actually started and that happened when I started working at the rec. Um, so I don't know how I just, one of my friends, we had both, we were from the same city, same high school. She's my best friend, my roommate. She had gotten hired at the, at the rec and she was like, Hey, I got hired. And I was like, well, I need a job because my mom is a single, like she can't afford, like I'm barely, you know, I'm not going to make it. So I need a job. And she was like, we'll apply at the rec. And so I did. Um, and I still actually keep in touch with my, with my first boss ever, um, she's been a great mentor throughout my life. Um, and she always tells me like, you didn't know anything. Your interview wasn't that great. It was horrible, but you could answer my questions. You were, you were a professional and you, you were dressed appropriately for the job. She said, even though it's a gym, she said, um, one of the biggest life lessons she always taught me was you always want to be professional and dress professional just because you're working at a gym. Doesn't mean you go to the interview in gym clothes. And so she was like, and because of that, I hired you. Um, she said, you, you, you seem smart and you seem like you had a good head on your shoulders. And, and that's why I decided to move forward with you and, and we, I actually moved on to, to be like her right hand, um, you know, throughout my, throughout my little career there at the gym, but that's what sparked it. And I went to, um, lots of trainings with her. She got to, like, she literally took me under her wing, her wing and we did a bunch of stuff together. And I got to meet like a, a strength and conditioning coach for the actual NFL 49ers. Um, his name is Mark Umama or something like that. I probably butchered that and he's probably going to hate that, but, um, <laughs> got to meet him. That was super cool. Very inspiring. But for some reason, um, my major changed again. And I ended up graduating with a psychology degree um, because I was like, you know what? I would rather help um, the population. And my my plan was to be a psychiatrist. And so I got the bachelor's of science in psychology to be able to, to do that. I don't know if I will do that because I'm already, I mean, I'm 30, I'm about to be 31. And I, I don't know if I could go back to med school and do that for a whole nother 12 years. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? So I'll try to help in another way, but um, do I do want to go back to school and it'll probably be more with like my career now in real estate and development and all that kind of stuff, business. Yeah. So, so, so then let me ask you, Maxine, um, you because you said earlier you were working three jobs while you were in college. Mm -hmm. And I, and I see that a lot with students where it feels like, you know, you, and you made, you made some good points. You said, I didn't have a family. I didn't have three kids that I was providing for. Why did you feel like I need three jobs? I've always been an overachiever and I've always been, I think I have a hard time saying no to things. <laughs> so when, an, and, and, and here's another thing we grew up poor. We didn't have money, to, you know, like I didn't, I money wasn't, you know, like a, a very easily expendable. I wasn't able to be like, Oh yeah, that's $50. 
who cares? $50, you know, like we didn't have that, you know, I, I learned the value of a dollar really early on. And so for me, I've always felt like in, to this day, anytime an opportunity pops up, I'm like, I got to take that. I cannot, I'm not in a position to say no to anything. You know, I've, I've, I'm very humble. Like I, I could be a millionaire and still, if somebody offered me a job to be a janitor, I would take that job because I just, I'm, I don't know what it is. It's just something in me that I'm like, I can't say no, you know, um, don't want to let down anybody. And so what had happened in college was that I was working at the rec, love that job. Didn't want to, didn't want to sacrifice that. But while I was there, um, got, uh, the opportunity to work at gold gym, which was huge because there was only one gold gym, um, at the time. Um, and I got that opportunity and I was like, I got to take that. Like everyone, you know, because the valley is uh, full of competition. It's so small. And when there's only one gold gem, you couldn't imagine it. My, you know, actually, my boss had applied, didn't get it, didn't get it. And she was phenomenal at group exercise. And then when I got in, I went and told her like, oh, my God, I was able to get a job at Gold's Gym. She was like, oh, my oh, my God, like, I can't believe you got that and not and not me, like what is going on? Um, but she mentored me really well and I was able to get it. And so that was one of the jobs. And then another job was working for, um, it was also the same like gym, uh, gym atmosphere, but it was a, a, a local gym. Um, and the owner of it used to work at the rec and she was like, Hey, would you mind, you know, doing these classes and she was pregnant at the time too, with her first child. And she was like, I can't do these classes. Like I would love to, but I I just can't. So I decided to take it on too. Um, And I loved it. I met a lot of amazing people. Um, I wouldn't take it back for anything, like made so many connections that I still, you know, I still talk to everyone, everyone that I meet. I always Mm -hmm. like we add each other on Facebook. That way, if we ever fall off, we're still kind of keeping, um, tabs on each other but i've i've maintained all of my relationships all the way you know since i was little so yeah i i try i value that too and i try to connect with everyone and i'm like hey it's been a long time how are you doing what are you up to you know like and it's always cool to hear where people are at and and then going back on conversations that we've had years before and how their path has kind of changed but similar but it's just it's so cool it's so cool so Max, let me ask you, because I, I do, I do like to ask my guests for advice and let's say you're speaking to, to Max, you're speaking to yourself, you're, you're, and, and maybe it's the same conversation that your mom had with you where you're working three jobs. What advice, because, and like I said, because I still see it, you know, I, I, I am no longer full-time at the university, but I teach, still teach part-time. So I still work with first-year students. And yeah, working two jobs, three jobs, and a lot of them are kind of in the same situation as you, where they don't need to work the two to three jobs. But, but like you said, it's you don't know if it's how you grew up. You don't want to give up opportunity. What advice would you give them? I that one is that's a tough question. That's tough because I've t- I've spoken to young adults trying to give guidance and they don't pay attention to anything. And you're like, <laughs> I'm you're like, listen, like I know I sound like an old person trying to give you unsolicited advice. You didn't ask for it, but I'm telling you because I've been in your shoes before and I and 
I've been there, been there, done that. Let me help you. Um, so it depends, right? Because if somebody, when I was working those three jobs, if somebody would have came to me, let's say, let's say you, right. If you would have been like, look, Max, I see you're killing yourself. Like you need to kind of take a step back and reanalyze what is important. What's actually important here. Um, I don't know if I would have listened to you or anyone um, because it's, it was something that was internal. That's an internal like conflict, right? Like something within yourself and you're battling like, okay, what do I need to do? Okay. I have all these expectations that I need. I can't let people down, you know, but I, I have my own goals and I, you know, so I think now that I've gotten older, if I saw someone doing that, what I would, what I would maybe say is, listen, it's okay. Um, I've learned that you can't say yes to everything. Right. Um, and it's okay. You're not letting people down. Um, but it's okay to kind of put you as a priority first. Right. And so, um, I guess what, and, you know, looking back, I shouldn't have taken off those three classes or two, I think it was one or two classes that I took off. What I should have done was remove one of the jobs as painful as it would have been. I would have just removed one of the jobs and, stick and stuck with school because that would have expedited my graduation. You know, I would have been done by the age of 20, but I delayed it and graduated at 21. Um, cause I had a, I had a head start getting out of college. I did take a lot of basics and stuff. So I would have been done early on, but everything happens for a reason. And to be honest with you, if I would have graduated sooner, I don't know what I would have done with myself because you're a young adult and you think, you know, everything you got life figured out, um, which is, the biggest lie in the world, right? When I hear young adults, whenever I talk to young adults and you probably, you probably have like your little, your laugh, you know, you probably laugh talking to me all the time when I was like, I'm going to do this and that. And I have all these, you know, and you're like, okay, sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I never like, like, you know, for one thing, I, you know, yes, I remember our conversation. I remember laughing a lot during our conversation, <laughs> but not because like, I think, I, I think I have more confidence in students like that, students like you, um, because because at least I could see motivation and I could see excitement. Like with you, I, I never doubted yeah. that you were going to do anything or, you know, like you weren't going to accomplish your goals because you were always there was always so much energy there. You always seem very driven. Um, you know, I always worry about the students that are really quiet and I never hear from. And so, yeah, I, I laugh because I appreciate the excitement, um, you know, some some of the things. And like you said, when you're young, you think you know everything. You don't ask for, you don't ask for advice. So we give a no. lot of unsolicited advice. But so, yeah, I totally, totally get it. Um, so I appreciate I appreciate right to you. Even even if it's unsolicited, you still I think I think it's important coming from where you've come from and the experiences that you've had to share, at least to say like, Hey, I've been there. Like you said, I've been in your shoes. I know what that was like. Um, and I, and I've, I've had that conversation with students countless times where it's one-on-one and I just say, you want to do this is, is any of this other stuff going to keep you from doing that? Would you, would it keep you from finishing sooner? Would it keep you from contributing to your family or being in a better position? I always, it's, that's always the, would you be in a better position to help your family with yeah. a degree, with a job versus let me work all of these side jobs and my school start to, to, to struggle a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's important. That's one that I've learned um, because I still I still sometimes do that to myself. And my husband's like, what are you what are you doing? Um, it just not too long ago, I I, I took it. I took a job at our local gas station, which <laughs> I, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're you have your career like yeah. you don't need to be doing all of these side jobs. But I just you know, there's something in me where I feel like you know, money struggle, you know, like money didn't come easy to us. We didn't, we didn't, like I said, it wasn't easily readily available for us. So it's like anytime that someone is like, Hey, would you do this for 50 bucks? I would be like, yes. Like, I just feel obligated to kind of, you know, (laughs) and I'm just such a, um, I'm just such a yes person, you know, whenever, like, I don't like to, um, uh, shoot down anyone for anything right and so i'm like yes i absolutely i'll do it um you know and there's some times where it is like like this i was dying for you to ask me to be on your on your (laughs) podcast and then you finally did and i was like absolutely i'll do it yes (laughs) um well i'm glad you said yeah no there's i mean and yeah i know everything has taught me a little lesson you know working at these little odd jobs or whatever everything's kind of taught me like wow um and you know it's i i think it's good some Sometimes, you know, so you don't get your head in the clouds and you don't think you're like high and mighty. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it's important for me to stay grounded and for me to, you know, I don't think I'm above anything. And I always tell people that people are like, you're doing amazing and you're making, you know, all of this. You have all of that. You're so successful. Why are you a janitor? And I'm like, because I'm I'm no better than, you know, that homeless guy on the road. I'm, you know, we're all the same. Um, It's more of a humanitarian thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, it's just people doing good things, you know, and kind of trying to spread, you know, and, and I always talk to people and they're like, wow, like you're um, like so inspiring. And I get that all the time. I get, I get, you're the most, you're so driven. Um, Everyone who's known me like on a, uh, you know, like mentors or teachers, old bosses. And I still keep in contact with mostly everyone that has been there for me as a mentor and stuff. Um, they always say like, I didn't, I didn't doubt for a second because you've always seemed so driven. You were always like, our conversations were always like, you're going to do this and this and this and this. And, you know, um, you've always had a plan. So they didn't worry about anything like that with me, but um, now I'm starting to get, wow, you're so inspiring. Like, I can't believe you came from nothing. And now you're like, you're like the youngest person. And and I'm the youngest person everywhere we go. I'm like, in all these groups and all these societies or whatever. And they're like, well, you're like, like, how are you here even like, you're not, you know, um, <laughs> So I'm like, well, let me let me tell you, when you grow up in poverty, you will you will make it, you know, like there's a drive in there. There's a fire that'll just, you know, and I feel like a lot of Valley people understand it because a lot of Valley people have the same work ethics I do. Like they will literally, you know, like. I, I used to sell at the flea market and that is a hustle within itself. <laughs> um, but I feel like we all have all the Valley lights have the same kind of drive and passion. And, you know, um, there's a few out there that of course need a little, needed a little push. Right. But, um, I'm very proud of where I came from and I feel like it shaped me to be who I am today and, and give me all the tools that I needed. Right. And every time someone's like, where are you from? Um, 
I'm, I'm very excited to like share, like, well, let me show you, like, let me, you know, <laughs> like a lot of successful people. And another, another thing is like in my own class, like my, you know, everyone that I graduated with, everyone has done phenomenal. Like I keep up with everyone and, you know, we have so many doctors and there's lawyers and there's, you know, educators, like everyone is just killing it. And a part of that, a part of that little kick. And I, the reason I like to keep in contact with everyone is because they motivate me too. You know, that's like mm-hmm. a motivation, like, well, shoot, I gotta, I gotta do this. And, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a friendly competition, you know, yeah. I feel like, yeah. um, even though the competition's within myself, I really, I don't, but I'm, I'm like, okay, well, this person's doing this. Well, I, I you know, I, I gotta do something. I can't just, yeah. you know, stay in the same spot all the time, you know, so, Max, let can't me get too you. comfortable. No, 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 you can't. And and I, I, you know, it's interesting. And I, uh, shame on me that I don't know this. Um, I think there's a lot of attention that that is placed on, um, and I'm sure you've experienced this, right? What, what what they call imposter syndrome, where you feel like, okay, I'm in this space, and it's a space that's unfamiliar to me, and I'm wondering, do I deserve to be here? Or are people thinking like, what is, what is Max doing here? Right. You're the youngest person. What are you doing here? Right. And so it's, it's, it's all internal, right. It's, it's how we perceive those situations, but now, you know, I, I, I wonder, is there something similar where if you come from nothing, right. And, and maybe this speaks to where you don't want to say no to opportunity because, because the, because you recognize, right. Opportunity don't, doesn't come along all the time. And I get it because I'm sure this drives my wife crazy. <laughs> I have trouble saying no to anything. And I'm like, you know, can you, can you speak to, yeah, what do you, what do you need? Where do you need me to be? I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to go because you're right. We don't get those opportunities often. And so any chance we get that anything comes our way, we want to jump on that. Um, yeah. So I, I need to do some more research on that, but that's, that's something that I don't know that a lot of my guests have really spoken to. So thank you for that. Um, you you graduated from UTPA with a degree in psychology. And then what was next for you? You know, I, me and my husband decided to kind of start a family when I was in my senior, I was in my last semester. I had like two classes left. Um, so we decided to start our family then. Um, he had just gotten out of the, uh, the military, he served in the Marine Corps. He had just gotten out. Um, and he was trying to figure out his life and how to adjust to civilian life as well. And, you know, where does he fit in society and, you know, all that kind of stuff, because, you know, in the military, they have their hierarchy and they have a chain of command, you know, and he knew exactly where he was there. But when he got out, he was like, you know, you struggle, they, you know, the military, um, uh, people struggle to find out, okay, where do they fit in, you know, cause they're used to being chain of command, the top, you know, Um, but he was trying to figure out his life and he decided he was going to move. He was going to go to architecture school at UTSA. Um, And so I was like, okay, well, when I graduate, I'm going to follow you and I'll be over there, you know, as soon as I graduate. So in, in that last semester, we bought a condo over here um, and I was finishing up school. He had started school over here. So I finished up, moved to San Antonio, um, raised, raised our, our two kids. Cause I had one shortly after the first one. Um, we, I raised the two kids. Um, and then he graduated school. Um, 
And after that, what we what we decided to do was um, renovate. You know, you you start watching. We started. We got into you know HGTV, and we're watching all these shows, and they make it seem so easy. You know, they're like, "Oh, I bought this for ten thousand, and and I put only five thousand of work into it. You know, so total fifteen thousand, and then I sold it for two hundred and fifty thousand. And you're like, "Oh my god, they made like so they made like two hundred thousand off of the. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you know, it's it's all. Let me tell you, it is. It's a possibility in the real world, but the HDTV glamorized version of it is, you know, it's it's a dream. It's a dream. I wish it was that easy and didn't come with all the headaches. You know, they don't show you <laughs> all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, but what we decided to do and how we got into our careers basically was he was in architecture school, right? And he was already doing all of that. And my husband is is also uh, an overachiever. Um, and he, man, he has so many certificates and stuff and they're hard. And, you know, a lot of the things he does, it's like people failed that test like 20 times before they got a passing score. And he on barely reading the book barely going to school for it didn't even pay attention in class pass it on his first try with flying colors and you're like holy smokes man like i wish i had that brain power you know but um he was in he was doing architecture school and he was doing a double major in construction science management right so he was already getting that knowledge there we were watching hdtv thinking we know everything because we're young adults right and we're like we should flip our condo. It'll be so easy. Um, so we we had bought in it. We had bought it for uh, eighty thousand, I believe it was, and we started doing little modifications to it here and there. It was that house. It was like stuck in the sixties. Um, you know, had never been touched since the day they bought it. You know, and and it was an elderly couple that lived in there. Um, they were young when they had bought it and they just, you know, they just lived there their whole life. And, um, you know, it was, it was full of like, the guy was a chain smoker, you know, cause I was big oh, and the, yeah. he was a chain smoker and it was, it was filthy and nasty. And we, we, we cleaned it when we got there cause we were broke. We had no money. Right. Um, and then slowly we started doing some renovations to it. My husband, thankfully is very, um, savvy with money and so he was like okay well i'll get this credit card um because credit cards are readily available to young adults because they want you to get in debt right these major banks want you to you know two thousand here and there is is great for them right so we got all these little credit cards and we would do like little you know we did the kitchen first and then we did bathrooms and then floors and stuff like that um so that took us about maybe um a year or so. And then we decided, okay, we need an actual house with a yard because we have these young kids, um, you know, babe toddlers and they want to run around and stuff. And we couldn't do that in the upstairs condo. Mm -hmm. um, so we were like, all right, let's put our house on the, on the market. Right. So we put our house on the market. Um, our realtor was great. And we, you know, we ended up selling for about 180,000. So we made, you know, so when so that's what kind of really ignited everything when we saw how much money we made off of that. And we didn't put in that much work into it. We put maybe 30,000 mm -hmm. of work into the into the condo. Um, but 
you know, we made almost a hundred thousand dollar profit. So we were like, holy smokes, if we keep doing this, if we did this, you know, as our career, can you imagine how much money we'd be making, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, and then, and then I saw how much money my realtor had made. And I was like, well, shoot, I can do that. You know, like, I, I think I have the personality for this. Like, you know, and it, and it always seems so easy. You're like, she made it look effortless. Like, I could totally do that. And then my husband was like, yeah, you could totally do that. Um, he's like, well, go to school, like, you know, get your, um, you know, get your uh, license and let's do this. So um, there I am getting my license, you know, with, with the two littles getting my license, they're in daycare and he's working his full-time job because uh, he had already graduated and he's still in the construction industry working for construction companies, right? So I got my license and that was a struggle um, because it's not, you know, now we have glamorized, glamorized uh, shows like Selling Sunset yeah. where you know, you're, you're selling a million, your first, your first listing is a million dollar listing, right? Which is that has yet, that's the chances of that happening are very slim, but let me tell you that. So then they have million dollar mansion, right? And then the first person that walks in the door, he's going to buy it. I'm like, that is a lie. That doesn't, that never happens, you know, maybe, maybe once. Right. But that does not, I mean, that's not true at all. So anyways, um, that was a struggle. It, it's, a, I will tell you being self-employed, you think, it, and that is also glamorified. It's, it, you know, it's, everything is glamorized nowadays. I feel like, yeah. you know, it's, 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 oh, you get to work for yourself and you make your own schedule and no one's telling you what to do. It is the hardest job that I've ever had. It is the hardest job I've ever had because there is no one telling you what to do and there is no schedule. And it's very easy to deviate from, you know, hey, I actually got to work. You got to be very disciplined to actually work. You know what I mean? Because there's no boss telling you, hey, well, where's my... um, Where's my uh, spreadsheet that I asked you for? Where's, you know, have you followed up with this person? There's no one telling you that. So um, it was a struggle. It was a hustle. And then COVID happens. And everyone thought, you know, everyone thought like, oh, shoot, the market's going to tank. This is the recession. It's going to be worse than 1920. You know, it's, it. yeah, it's just... That was insane. I can't believe we lived through <laughs> quarantine <laughs> and all of that stuff. But um, the market ended up taking a shift and boomed. Like, who would have known, you know? Yeah. And when I told my husband, I said, you know what? You know what happens in a recession? Everyone gets scared and they pull out their money. You know what we should do? Not be scared and put in the money because that's when you know, we'll get the biggest rewards. And so we lucked out. Um, and I'm, and I'm so, I'm so thankful that I was a realtor and was able to understand every, you know, all of this background knowledge. And I had to go back to like my economic days and at the university, like, okay, well, what did my professor teach me? Like, I need to learn, you know, like relearn all of that because history repeats itself and economics is, you know, and so what we did was we, put money into real estate. We went and we bought a whole bunch of stuff. And when the market boomed at the very peak of it, we sold. And then we were able to make our next little profit, you know, and, and that helped us with, um, 
starting our business up. And of course, we're still um, real estate investors in our market here in San Antonio. And we're still flipping houses um, and just, you know, trying to make our dreams happen. So we have bigger dreams, right? So we've, we've started our career out, but we have, you know, we started our business um, building custom homes. Um, And so our, the biggest dream that we have, right? So, and uh, we have a couple, right? Um, but we want to eventually become like build subdivisions. So, develop subdivisions, build master plan communities, you know, um, that would be amazing. That's something we want on our portfolio for sure. Um, but we also have another dream of building um, homes for wounded warriors, um, you know, for homeless vets, because, um, being in San Antonio, we have seen a big population of homeless veterans out there. And that's mm. something that we very um, near and dear to our hearts because he's a disabled veteran as well. And we were like, man, wouldn't that be so cool if we were at the point where it wasn't about, you know, where building a house for someone, no matter the cost, right, wasn't important to us. Like the money didn't matter to us. Right. We were so we were so wealthy that it didn't matter. Right. Uh-huh. That would be the ultimate dream. Right. And it's not even a fact of being wealthy. Right. Cause we could build a house for a hundred thousand, let's say. Right. But like, that would be, that would, that wouldn't, I couldn't even measure, you know, the happiness that that would give us. Um, because money, money isn't happiness. I will say that you can, money is not happiness at all. Um, but that would just, I think that would be the top of our, you know, that would be our peak. I would say that's it. Kids say that nowadays. They're like, Oh, you already peaked or that's your peak. Or I'm like, that would be our peak. I would say, um, I don't know if I stole your thunder with the questions or if I went ahead of myself with it. Um, no, no, but I, I I think like, no, I I think it's, it's, it's exactly, I mean, it's your story, Max. And yeah, you know, with 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 the podcast, it's always so. I, so I, I I don't know that I gave you some of this background. Um, I started the podcast because what I saw was I had a lot more students that were coming in, and because of like dual enrollment and early college high schools with yeah. like associates degrees, but then they'd get to they they and regardless of where they were at, whether they were freshmen or right numbers wise juniors, everybody felt overwhelmed. And they felt like everybody around me tells me I need to know what I'm going to do with my life. And I don't. And and so so I started like the last my last two years there kind of just reassuring like, hey, n- life is in a straight line. We sell you that idea, but nope. that is absolutely not the truth, <laughs> the truth. Right. And so I started the podcast because I said, I'm going to interview people that I know. Um, and I, I'm going to see, I want to share the stories because I want them to see that the reality is it's not a straight line. I mean, here you are, you studied psychology, right? But you're in real estate and you're in development. And I always, you know, whenever I give talks, you know, I'm asked to come in and give talks to folks now about careers and things I've interviewed. You're probably like number 111 or something like that. So over a hundred interviews. And I always ask how many of you, of those how many are doing what they said they were going to do when they were in college or even before? And very few people ever get it right. But the number is probably seven, you know, 110 interviews wow. and six or seven of them are doing what they <laughs> set out to do. But even then, like 
even then they're they're kind they've said i interviewed uh this um young woman that that she's a surgeon now and she wanted to be a surgeon but she she thought she was going to be like a brain surgeon she's not she's a different kind of surgeon but even then she said but i'd like you know i still want to do this and i want to do this and so getting young people comfortable with the idea that uncertainty is the reality but you can put mm-hmm. yourself in a really good situation where regardless of what comes you can deal with it and you can handle it and you've got skills and as long as you have goals and you keep moving forward versus i'm kind of not going to do anything not doing anything is like the worst thing moving forward into something is always a much better salute you know solution and so yeah i think your story like yeah your your story's been consistent with everything that that everybody is saying and so i appreciate that you you said yesterday was a big was it yesterday a big milestone for you uh yeah so we we actually embarked on um opening up a franchise um and we 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 did that at the beginning of this year. Uh, we signed our contracts with the fran- with the franchise company, and um, we're we we had our grand opening yesterday. So the company is named GJ Gardner Homes, and we are the Bernie franchise. Um, and we're I think uh, the third one so far in this. Uh, no, yeah, the third one in our area. Um, uh, which is the San Antonio region. Um, but this is a major, major company. They're actually worldwide. Um, and I, you know, we were, we were humbled that they asked us because not everyone, so you can't just, um, you can't just join, you know, you, you got to fit the bill. Right. And so they, they said, yeah, you guys have your resume fits our bill. You, you know, you have what we want, you have what it takes. Um, let's, you know, we would like to extend the invitation to you to become a part of the franchise. And so we, um, we said, yeah, we're, we're on board and it's, I will say it's terrifying. Um, it's, I mean, it's, you, we put so much into it. It's a very big investment. Um, but, um, the rewards are even higher. Right. And so it's terrifying, but my husband, uh, he's kind of made me, um, because if it was, if it was up to me, to be honest with you, I would just live a comfortable life. I would probably just gone into education um, because that's what I was actually doing when I was raising my two kids. I was doing my courses. I had already done everything. I just needed to go take the test. Um, But I just probably would have been a teacher and just, you know, live paycheck to paycheck, live comfortable, you know, you know, not, not ever take any vacations because teachers don't make that kind of money. Um, Been okay with just going to SPI for the weekend and just, you know, I just would have, that's, you know, I would have lived like that, um, you know, because it's comfortable and nobody likes to be uncomfortable. Right. And so my husband has actually pushed me a lot and has made me comfortable being uncomfortable. So anytime that something is like too good to be true or like, you know, I'm like, no, this is, there's something wrong here. Like, you know, and so we're always planning ahead and we're always like, okay, we should expect X, Y, and Z to go wrong. When they go wrong, this is what we're doing. We have a plan B. So that way, when it's like freak out moment, you know, like, oh my gosh. The, and I'm like, nope, it's fine. We got this. We're This is we're easy. So I've learned to become very flexible and uncomfortable and just roll with it. Right. And so it's a terrifying thing. But um, yesterday was reassurance. Um, so we had our grand opening. We had a 
great turnout. We must have had 70 plus attendees, um, which is huge because um, we've only been marketing it like a week, really a week and a half, maybe. Um, and we I gave us a hard date um, and everything has just worked out beautifully. Like when when corporate said, hey, all right, it's time to go find your lease. We found it. Um, it was off off market beautiful, beautiful location in the heart of Bernie, um, which is just on the outskirts of San Antonio for anyone who's unfamiliar. But uh, but yeah, so we had our grand opening yesterday. Great turnout. Um, we got a lot of reassurance, like, wow, like you guys are, you know, um, about to take off. Like, I've never seen this before. And so that's where we were getting a lot of you're so inspiring. And I can't believe your story. And I can't believe like, this is insane how you ended up here, but here you are killing it. And I'm like, um, you know, in, we're actually also right across um, a Catholic church where we're born and raised Catholics. Um, and so I feel like God I mean, you, you might think, and there's, I think there's like quotes about it, right? And it's like, God, you know, you think you have your plans, but God is laughing in the background at your plans because you're not even close to it. And so it's like, you were saying those young adults, like being, um, they want to plan and, and, and I get it. You want, yeah. I do too. I wish I could be like, Hey, look in 10 years, this is what, but it's not going to happen the way you want it to happen or when you want it to happen, it'll happen. And when it's time for it to happen and i've i i've grown accustomed to not rushing things because when you're young you're impatient and you want to like rush it and i want it now and then i need to become a millionaire right now and it needs to happen and i need to do this right now and then you see all your friends on facebook like i was saying and they're doing all the things that you want to do and it's like geez when is it going to happen for me it will happen. It will yeah. happen, but it's own time. Um, and when it does happen, it happens very quickly. I feel like um, if you're not grounded, it'll happen and you don't even realize it's happening for you. And there's also a quote on that too. It's like, hey, you're doing great, right? Because you get fixated on, well, I'm not doing enough or I'm not where I want to be, right? But if the if the you from five years ago could see where you're at now, they would be like, oh my God, they're living my dreams. Like, yeah. you know, so it's just, it's very cool. And yesterday was very humbling. We had a lot of support out there um, and reassurance. And and as much as, you know, everyone was like, don't worry, you're going to be, you're going to do fine. You're going to be great. You know, like everything is lining up for you guys exactly how it should. Um, I feel like now is where the real hard work comes in because now we actually got to start you know um yeah. not that we weren't building houses before but now we got to actually start you know doing all those things and we got to start so i feel like we got a long road ahead of us but we're ready for it and we're ready for all the challenges that are to come because it's not going to be easy it's not going to yeah. be like HGTV makes it seem where you just <laughs> build all these houses and all of a sudden you're you know it's not like that um but super yeah we're super excited and um you know we're, we're, we're going to keep going on. And I hope one day to be like Grant Cardone or uh, Warren Buffett out there, you know, telling people this is what you got to do. This is, you know, um, and so 
I, you, anyone can find me on social media. You can even Google my name and I pop up everywhere. Um, so people are more than welcome to add me on any, on any social media platform. Um, I'll be happy to accept. And if anyone wants to reach out and ask for any kind of advice, I am always a helping hand. And that's one thing I don't, um, I don't, uh, enjoy so much with the, with the real estate industry because it is, it's a shark world, you know, it's, 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 it's very competitive and it's, and it's, uh, they'll eat you up. Um, if you don't, you know, and so that's one thing that I tried that I'm trying to change within the industry is it's okay. Hey, there's enough to go around for everyone and it's okay to help someone else out and, you know, be the good, you know, be the good that other people want, you know, spread the kindness, spread the joy, the energy, you know, give people inspiration to keep moving forward. Cause you never know what kind of day people are having, um, but yeah, we're, we're happy to kind of share any insight or if anyone wants to join in on this journey, we're anyone who wants to get on the boat we're, we're we have the doors open. <laughs> so Maxine, yeah. thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so for, much for everything. For your, for your time, your story, um, all of the advice though, I did solicit it from you. So, um, <laughs> so thank you. Um, you know, um, just congratulations and I wish you the best and, and, uh, and, you know, um, we will be in touch. And, and so thank you. So thank you for everything. You always have a seat at our table. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. So, thank you. Um, so yeah, you'll be, you'll be a lot more stuff. Yeah, you'll you'll be seeing a lot more stuff. Um, I can't thank you enough for being such an influence influential uh, person in my life since I was what maybe I think it was nineteen eighteen when I took your class. Yeah. Um, and you and you just yeah you've you've always been very inspirational. I will say that too. Um, and I'm so happy that you have a Facebook because a lot of I wish I, a lot of professors that were influential influential to me had Facebook so I can have them on there and and you know be like, hey, I I just want to let you know you made an impact on at least one student's life. Um, yeah. And I think that's all educators want. Um, so thank you so much for being being that light in our life. Um, and and more young adults should pay attention to you because I know I've, I had those one-on-ones with you and (laughs) well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of that. You're welcome. So this concludes another episode of the way to college podcast. Make sure you subscribe, follow rate, and, um, and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.